The Witches by Roald Dahl Chapter 20 The Triumph Mr Jenkins had not gone more than a few paces towards the grand high witches' table when a piercing scream rose high above all the other noises in the room and at that moment I saw the grand high witch go shooting up into the air. Now she was standing on her chair, still screaming. Now she was on the tabletop, waving her arms. What on earth's happening, Grandma? Wait, my grandmother said. Keep quiet and watch. Suddenly, all the other witches, more than 80 of them, were beginning to scream and jump up out of their seats as those spikes were being stuck into their bottoms. Some were standing on chairs, some were up on the tables, and all of them were wiggling about and waving their arms in the most extraordinary manner. Then, all at once, they became quiet. They had stiffened. Every single witch stood there as stiff and silent as a corpse. The whole room became deathly still. They're shrinking, Grandmama, I said. They're shrinking just like I did. I know they are, my grandmother said. It's the mouse maker, I cried. Look, some of them are growing fur on their faces. That's why it's working so quickly, Grandmama. I'll tell you why, my grandmother said. Because all of them have had massive overdoses, just like you. It's thrown the alarm clock right out of whack. Everybody in the dining room was standing up now to get a better view. People were moving closer. They were beginning to crowd round two long tables. My grandmother lifted Bruno and me up so that we wouldn't miss any of the fun. In her excitement, she jumped up onto her chair so that she could see over the heads of the crowd. In another few seconds, all the witches had completely disappeared and the tops of the two long tables were swarming with small brown mice. All over the dining room, women were screaming and strong men were turning white in the face and shouting, It's crazy! This can't happen! Let's get the heck out of here quickly! Waiters were attacking the mice with chairs and wine bottles and anything else that came to hand. I saw a chef in a tall white hat rushing out from the kitchen brandishing a frying pan and another one just behind him was wielding a carving knife above his head and everyone was yelling mice 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 we must get rid of the mice only the children in the room were really enjoying it they all seemed to know instinctively that something good was going on right there in front of them and they were clapping and cheering and laughing like mad it's time to go my grandmother said our work is done she got off her chair and picked up her handbag and slung it over her arm. She had me in her right hand and Bruno in her left. Bruno, she said, the time has come to restore you to the famous bosom of your family. My mum's not very crazy about mice, Bruno said. So I noticed, my grandmother said. She'll have to get used to you, won't she? It was not difficult to find Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins. You could hear Mrs. Jenkins' shrill voice all over the room. Herbert! It was screaming. Herbert, get me out of here. There's mice everywhere. They'll go up my skirts. 
She had her arms high up around her husband, and from where I was, she seemed to be swinging from his neck. My grandmother advanced upon them and thrust Bruno into Mr Jenkins' hands. Here's your little boy, she said. He needs to go on a diet. Hi, Dad, Bruno said. Hi, Mum. Mrs Jenkins screamed even louder. My grandmother, with me in her hand, turned and marched out of the room. She went straight across the hotel lobby and out through the front entrance into the open air. Outside it was a lovely warm evening, and I could hear the waves breaking on the beach just across the road from the hotel. Is there a taxi here? My grandmother said to the tall doorman in the green uniform. Certainly, madame, he said, and he put two fingers into his mouth and blew a long shrill whistle. I watched him with envy. For weeks I had been trying to whistle like that, but I hadn't succeeded once. Now, I never would. The taxi came. The driver was an oldish man with a thick, black, drooping moustache. The moustache hung over his mouth like the roots of some plant. Where to, madame? He asked. Suddenly he caught sight of me, a little mouse, nestling in my grandmother's hand. Blimey, he said. What's that? It's my grandson, my grandmother said. Drive us to the station, please. I always like mice, the old taxi driver said. I used to keep hundreds of them when I was a boy. Mice is the fastest breeders in the world. Did you know that, ma'am? So if he's your grandson, then I reckon you'll be having a few great-grandsons to go with him in a couple of weeks. Drive us to the station, please, my grandmother said, looking all prim. Yes, ma'am, he said, right away. My grandmother got into the back of the taxi and sat down and put me on her lap. Are we going home? I asked her. Yes, she answered. Back to Norway. Hooray! I cried. Oh, hooray, hooray, hooray! I thought you'd like that, she said. But what about our luggage? Who cares about luggage? She said. The taxi was driving through the streets of Bournemouth, and this was the time of day when the pavements were crowded with holidaymakers, all wandering about aimlessly with nothing to do. How are you feeling, my darling? My grandmother said. Fine, I said. Quite marvellous. She began stroking the fur on the back of my neck with one finger. We have accomplished great feats today, she said. It's been terrific, I said. Absolutely terrific. <laughs>